Welcome to Life Uninhibited. I'm your host, Kristen Messagy, Enneagram 6, Life Coach for Sixes. First things first, in this episode, there may be some static. I am upgrading my podcast station, my recording equipment, and in that process, we are working through some issues. We being me and my podcast producer, aka my amazing little brother. Anyway, he tells me there is static in this episode as well. You can hear at one point a euphonium in the background. (laughs) So if you hear that, that is Miss Violet practicing her euphonium. Kristen, couldn't you have recorded at a different time that your daughter practicing? No, no. Just was not not to be better than it is. Anyway, I wanted to let you know if you're hearing static, we are working on it. And that's it. That's the sound disclaimer. Otherwise, in this episode, we are doing some real basic Enneagram teaching plus compassion. And I hope you enjoy it. Hello, sixes. Welcome to episode 50. Of this podcast. That is a wild, kind of just unbelievable number to me. But here we are. So today we are going to the basic basics of the Enneagram. I had the opportunity to do a beginner Enneagram workshop to a mixed group this weekend, which was quite fun to be in a space with all numbers represented. And When I was creating the content for the workshop, I really wanted to highlight compassion. I wanted to explore how do we generate tender emotion for all of what we are dealing with as humans? How do we actually feel tenderness toward what we're all dealing with? I'm not going to obviously get into all types here, but I'm really hoping to generate compassion in you for what you are working with as a six. More and more and more, I am just beyond convinced that compassion, self-compassion and self-acceptance absolutely have to be part of this journey. I I don't know how people make genuine lasting change without it. And what I see more and more is that it's really difficult for people to experience compassion toward themselves. We kind of know how to feel sorry for ourselves. We don't know how to feel compassionate. It, it there's it's the difference between like oh, that's too bad you don't want to be that way, ew, okay, that's like feeling sorry for. Compassion is a real being with. It's a whole different energy. It's a different experience. So my hope explaining these basic Enneagram pieces to you is to spark some of that in your body, the emotion of compassion, the feeling of a heart opening toward your self. So with that in mind, 
maybe I'll start with a question. Do you know the difference between feeling sorry for yourself and feeling compassion toward yourself? Do, you, do Have you thought about that? Does that make sense even to your mind? Are you immediately conscious of, oh gosh, yeah, I really know the difference. Sometimes it's helpful to look outward. Sometimes we can generate compassion for others easier than we can generate it for ourselves. For some people, it's actually easier to generate for ourselves than others. And for a lot of people, it's a pretty foreign concept. We don't actually know what it feels like to be with suffering intentionally. This is one of the keys right here. Compassion has an intentional component, an intentional toward suffering component. We are reactive. So when we personally are suffering or someone else is suffering, we react. We are something along the lines of suffering bad. <laughs> suffering bad, avoid, fix, you know, something to get away from the suffering as opposed to a compassionate approach is an active toward and a careful attempt to help alleviate the suffering. So things like speaking with kindness, listening carefully without judgment, encouragement, offering to help with a small task, being happy, for someone's success, accepting people for who they are, showing respect, gratitude, appreciation, being patient. Okay, I got those. I got that particular list off of an article out of Very Well Mind. I didn't read the whole article. I just pulled that off of Google, but wanted to make sure I gave credit where credit is due. <laughs> anyway, you see what I mean, hopefully. When it comes to compassion, it's an active toward thoughtful approach. And that is not how we tend to react to our own and other people's suffering. I've gone a little far down this path. I'm going to go back now and get to these very specific basic Enneagram pieces. And we're going to come back around and wrap it all in a fluffy cloud of compassion. Okay, so every number has a core fear and a core desire. Every number has a core fear. I think somehow this gets forgotten because sixes get so pegged with being scared. And we are, don't get me wrong. However, every number is mortally terrified of what they are mortally terrified of. So four sixes, ours happens to be to not have support or to lose support and guidance. That guidance being knowing what to do. An externally sanctioned do this. It's okay. This is the way to do it. If you do it this way, you're not going to get in trouble. That's the kind of guidance that we are terribly afraid of not having. 
because we do not feel that we have that inside ourselves. Okay, then every number has a basic desire. The desire acts to not ever have the person have to deal with the fear. The reason the desire is what it is, is that we're trying to go out and get and get and get and get the things so that we don't have to actually like turn around and see what we are running from. So our desire to get support, to gain approval, to have guidance, right? We're looking out for that all the time. Hey, do you think what I'm doing is good? Hey, what do you think about what I'm doing? Hey, what do you think I should do about this? Now, the thing about sixes, of course, is we do tend to have a sense inside of actually what we want to do, but we want that sanctioned externally. We want it validated by someone, something outside of us. We don't have enough sense of ourself to say, yeah, that's what I want to do. That's what I'm going to do. Like those sentences I just said are generally not available to us in certain areas of our life. This is not true for every single area of our life. There are some areas where we're com well, I, I will say this. It's true in every area of our life if we get pushed out of our comfort zone. The core fear is of not having support, losing support or approval, and of not having guidance, right? Not knowing what to do. That's the core fear. The desire is I'm going to go, go, go. I'm going to keep doing. I'm going to keep chasing support out here. I'm going to keep chasing and going to get approval. I'm going to keep chasing external guidance and support so that I don't have to actually deal with this giant terrifying thing that I'm trying to run away from. And this is true for every single number. I could tell you it for every number. Just got all freshened up on it. So that's the fear and the desire. The fear is untouchable according to our unconscious. There's no way we are going toward it unless we have an extremely compelling reason. And this is actually something where sixes we have going for us on the self-development path is we really, really, really want to know the truth. Now, what that tends to look like is we're trying to find truth externally in an external authority. But if you keep going that route, you keep bumping in to this truth that what we're looking for is inside us. You keep bumping into that on almost any path you go down. There's some teaching that's like what you're looking for is inside you or accessing connection to guidance is inside you. Even if we get more spiritual and esoteric about it, and even if we believe that God is outside of us, well, there's 
some path that's connection to God, listening to God, getting quiet enough to really hear God or the universe or however that lands for you is inside of you. So it doesn't matter where you're seeking truth. At some point, you get to listen to you or something coming through you. My brain is offering me a lot of thoughts about everything I was just saying. As soon as I took a turn toward talking about spirituality and what I think, I immediately had a sense that 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 was bad, that that was going to be trouble, which is a perfect segue to the passion. Every type has a passion. And the way that I describe the passion, just from my own understanding, is it's really like the emotion that kind of has the type structure captured and is like the energy behind the type and drives so much of this behavior to get the desire and avoid contacting the core fear. So, of course, the passion for six is angst. It's anxiety in some teachings. Russ Hudson calls it angst. I think that captures it. And it's really like an existential angst, a lack of inability to settle or feel at peace. It's like something is going to go wrong. Something bad is going to happen. And even if that isn't necessarily consciously captured in thinking, there's usually some discomfort in the body or there's so much thinking that there's not an awareness of that angst in the body, but there is a direct connection between all of the churn, spinning thinking, the doubting, the questioning, the cynicism, the suspicion, and this bodily experience of not being at rest, needing to just figure something out <laughs> at all times. That is how I think about the, the passion and the concept of angst. And what it feels like for me is how it feels for me and how it feels for you and how it feels for you. I would be curious to know if you know how it feels for you. If you're aware of where it lives in your body, what it's like. I have known for a long time that my angst lives right in my solar plexus right where my ribs come together at the bottom it kind of wraps around my rib cage recently it's actually moved up a little higher into my chest and i've had more uh, of a panicky experience around the angst and a little bit of a side bar it's been okay that movement toward experiencing more panic has not actually been a problem because I have awareness and tools and I'm just so thankful because panic without tools is, well, terrifying. Many of you know. So that's the passion. We've done the basic fear, the 
basic desire and then you have the emotion that's like really hanging out driving that angst if you put these three things together the desire the fear and the passion that kind of creates or is created by directionally it does not matter a core set of beliefs that are unconscious i think of them as the operating system of the type and getting access to this core belief set is really 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 helpful in starting to crack open compassion for what the experience is like so i'm going to read to you a set of unconscious beliefs that sixes have of course not all sixes have every single one it's really the sort of overall tone that i want you to hear so i'm just going to read them to you and i want you to notice what happens in your body as i go through this list all right again these are unconscious they are the operating system of the type. I must anticipate. I must anticipate potential threats to stay safe. I must seek reassurance to alleviate anxiety. I must adhere to rules and guidelines to avoid making mistakes. I must belong to a group or community for safety and support. I must question authority to ensure safety and fairness. I must prepare for the worst case scenario to avoid being caught off guard. I must seek guidance and advice from trusted sources to make decisions. I must avoid betrayal or abandonment by staying loyal and dependable. Ooh, that last one really gets me. I've read that list a lot recently and that last one particularly just really hurts my heart because it speaks so specifically to this you know to you can see the the desire like i just have to be this way so that i don't lose this thing there's just no sense of is this working for me is this okay with me right when we're being driven by a belief set and we all are this is this is the message today. We are all being driven by a an unconscious belief set and our sort of fusion to that belief set determines how locked in personality are we in any given moment. And of course the more stressed we are, the more pressure we're under, the more we're going to automatically fall back on an unconscious belief set in an unconscious way of being that just makes sense the more stress we're under the more we're going to automatically default to unconscious patterns of course we are now what compassion does is it gives us an opportunity to not leave ourselves there so if we're if we're approaching this with a compassionate lens then it's not oh i have to you know dig up those beliefs and unearth them and not be that way or whatever it is it's it's looking at those beliefs and 
saying, wow, that's tough. Like, it makes so much sense that I would have this sense of angst if that is the belief set that's running over and over and over. If there's this constant, you know, one of those beliefs is kind of getting thrown. I, I don't know how to say it. You know, I, you all know what I mean. Like if those are the beliefs that are behind the behavior, then no wonder we also feel bad. It just makes sense. And so in order to get some distance from those beliefs, we want to bring in kindness, care, curiosity, patience, a little bit of, man, that's tough. It's tough to be externally oriented so that we don't get in trouble or someone doesn't get mad at us. We don't lose something that we have. It's hard. And we don't like to bring this kind of tenderness toward ourselves because most of us just weren't taught that's the way you get anything done. It's way more, you know, get it together, fly right, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, you all know how you actually approach yourself because you have voices in your head talking to you all the time. And that's just normal. <laughs> that's just a normal human thing. So I guess, I guess how I want to kind of bring all this together and close today is to ask you to explore and be curious about what would it be like to look at that belief set, this, this set of beliefs that says, I must be this way. I must do this. This is how I have to approach life to stay safe and secure. What would it be like to hold that gently? Say, okay, if this is the belief set that's, if this is the program, this is the operating system, what would it be like to gently start to question those beliefs. What would that sound like? You know, we can look at, we can look at something like I must prepare for the worst case scenario to avoid being caught off guard. And we can just start to compassionately question that and say, well, is it actually true that we can always predict the worst case scenario? Is it actually true that in life we can avoid being caught off guard? Have, have I ever been Cotton off guard. Cotton? <laughs> Have I ever been caught off guard? Well, yes, of course. Okay, how did I handle that? How was I able to actually meet that moment? And it, it wasn't necessarily a bad thing. Maybe I was caught off guard in a positive way. Something good that I didn't expect maybe happened. So there are just ways to at the set of core beliefs, this operating system with a lot of care, kindness, patience, curiosity, doing that intentionally is going to produce a very different internal experience than just the general way that we reactively meet ourselves. 
and things that we see in ourselves and others. The real sense of, nope, that's bad. That can't be. Something needs to change. Or we just, you know, like, yeah, that is how you have to see the world. That's how you have to be. Otherwise, you know, all hell's going to break loose. Like, if that is the reaction, how does that feel? What's that like in your body? Is that sort of open and easeful or is it more tense and tight? Does it actually create more of that angst? Okay, that's it. There's some basic core sexy stuff and some compassion, et cetera, thrown in. And that's it. That's episode 50. I can't believe we're here. I'm excited to see what the next 50 episodes are going to be like. I'll tell you one thing. There's going to be a lot more teaching of actual tools. I'm going to talk a lot more about what I really do in coaching, what that looks like, and how how <laughs> do we use unshaming compassion and curiosity connection to self to really start to soften some of these automatic patterns to loosen our fusion with these core beliefs so more of that to come i will be back with you all next week thanks for being here Thank you so much for being here. If you would like to celebrate 50 episodes with me, please do it by going and leaving a rating and even maybe a review on your favorite podcast player. I'm so thankful that you're here and just appreciate it so much.